Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Accidental Tomatoes podcast. I'm your host, Joe Webb, and this is a podcast for spiritual exiles, for all of us trying to live into some kind of faith and spirituality outside the fences and the walls of institutional Christianity. Before we get started with this episode, I have got some really, really big, exciting news to share, and that is that we are planning to record an episode of Accidental Tomatoes live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 13th to 16th. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice And it's a -a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists and artists and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice, art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, just off of Interstate 77, and I would love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspiring panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. It's a big part of why Accidental Tomatoes exists, and it has become a place where many of us have found a community that inspires and encourages and supports us in the quest for justice and liberation in the world. So mark your calendars, July 13th to 16th, and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, you can visit wildgoosefestival.org and Here's the big announcement. As one of the followers of Accidental Tomatoes, you can get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket just by using the discount code TOMATOES. That's discount code TOMATOES, T-O-M-A-T-O-E-S, to get $50 off your ticket price for an adult weekend ticket. I hope to see you at the Goose this summer. So today, the the thing that's kind of been on my mind is this idea of um, evangelism, right? So that's that's kind of our topic for today, deconstructing evangelism. Now, I'm not talking about evangelicalism, which is kind of more of a movement that's um, mostly associated with white fundamentalists. But what I'm talking about is evangelism, the idea, the simple idea of sharing our faith with other people. To be honest, I have always been uncomfortable with the idea of evangelism. Uh, maybe to be more specific, uh, what I've really been uncomfortable with is the notion of evangelizing. This thing that that Christianity says supposedly uh, that, that, we're, that we're supposed to do um, ostensibly with the goal of convincing people who are not Christians to become Christians. Because if we don't, their souls won't be saved, and they'll go to hell when they die, and it will all be our fault for not evangelizing hard enough. And then God will be angry with us, and where does that leave us, right? Evangelism has, for generations, been the primary recruitment tool for Christianity, and people that we call evangelists are the ones who have learned to wield that tool most effectively. Now, people who hang their hat on evangelism do so largely, I think, because they believe they have a mandate to get other people to, you know, join Team Jesus or whatever you want to call it. They they read the gospel stories, especially the last lines of Matthew, 
where the resurrected Jesus tells his followers to go and make disciples of all nations. They, they see that as an instruction manual, not just for getting people to believe in Jesus and, and more directly to believe in their brand of Christianity, but for eliminating every other belief system that is something other than Christianity, or again, more specifically, their particular brand of Christianity. In these folks' minds, everyone who doesn't proclaim themselves to believe that Jesus was the literal son of God will suffer eternal conscious torment. And it's their by God job to make sure that hell is only filled with the people that they would not rather spend their afterlives with for eternity. Now, of course, that kind of mindset leaves itself open to all kinds of abuses being committed in the name of Jesus. The same Jesus, by the way, who speaks of compassion and inclusion and dignity and respect for all people. That whole message gets co-opted or co-ops Jesus into some kind of harsh taskmaster who demands fealty to the evangelist's worldview. So what do we do with this idea of evangelism? Is it really something that all followers of Jesus are expected to do? lest they disappoint God in some way? Is it something that needs to be redeemed in some way? Or is evangelism something that we just need to outright reject? Now, if we're going to deconstruct a thing, and if evangelism happens to be the thing that we're talking about deconstructing today, I think that means we have to treat it more like something that needs to be redeemed. Yes, there are certainly many, many, many forms of evangelism that need to go away and should be rejected outright. But maybe there's a way that we can kind of redeem this idea of evangelism, of the way that we share our experience uh, of our faith um, in, in this person of Jesus. Could there be a better way, I guess is the question, for people who follow the way of Jesus to share their faith without insisting that others believe and behave exactly like we do? Let me let me set a little context here. For the past few months, um, I've been part of a team leading workshops to help people learn about what has become known um, as as the Fresh Expressions movement. Fresh Expressions kind of is a a name for this movement. And without getting too much in the in the weeds about it, Fresh Expressions are generally like micro faith communities, people that have common interests or common contexts um, that come together. Um, to to learn about spirituality from one another, to experience spirituality from one another. And and Fresh Expressions specifically um, tend to be supported and resourced by existing churches, but they don't necessarily um, end up in the church membership roles or in financial giving. Um, So it's kind of a different way of thinking about um, what faith communities can look like. Uh, in, in a newer sort of, it's not brand new, it's been around for a while, but in a more contextual sort of model. Now, of course, doing anything differently in church world requires a major paradigm shift. And those of you who have walked away from that world for, for whatever reasons you have, you know exactly what I mean by that. The inability of churches to be able to adapt and change is one of the main reasons that spiritual exiles like those of us in the accidental tomatoes exist in the first place. So anyhow, at one point in one of these presentations uh, that I was part of, someone in the audience made a remark about how 
the culture, in air quotes, has been chipping away at Christianity. And, and their beef was primarily this was happening by, uh, by the culture not recognizing a Sabbath day anymore. Now, I'm sure a lot of you have heard this complaint. Uh, the perception of many Christians is that the reason so many people aren't attending churches anymore um, is because more businesses are now open on Sundays. There are youth sports and other activities that have, in their mind, infringed on the the previously so-called sacred time of Sunday morning and so on. And so it's all the culture's fault, you know, that that people aren't attending church anymore. Never mind that one of the primary reasons that time is no longer considered off limits by the culture is because the church isn't really offering a good reason to protect it. But no, these folks just, they imagine this massive conspiracy to end Christianity by a culture that dares to make other opportunities available on Sunday mornings. It is the cheapest of all of the Christian excuses for the decline in church participation. They're out to get us by taking away our worship time. I know you've heard it. But the real complaint, though, I think, is that the only thing the culture is actually taking away is Christians' ability to dictate to everyone else what they can and can't do and when they can and can't do it. I think a lot of Christians actually consider that to be part of their mandate to evangelism. The idea that they can force people into their mold by controlling their Sunday morning schedules, among other things, of course, but, but that's a different podcast. And that gets to the root of the problem with evangelism. It's become not about sharing with others how our experiences of the divine shape the ways we interact with the world in a positive way, but about forcing others to believe and behave the way that we do, so that we can control all of the mechanisms of society. Evangelism, in this time of late-stage capitalism that we exist in, I think has much more to do with coercion and control and indoctrination than with actually helping people discover how the way modeled by Jesus of Nazareth offers a remedy for so many of our social ills of inequity and exploitation and marginalization. Which, by the way, explains why so much of white Christian nationalism is fueled by the phenomenon of evangelicalism, right? That, that movement, that belief that evangelizing is not just sharing our faith stories with other people, but that a very narrow, fundamentalist, literalist, politically conservative brand of Christianity is the only legitimate worldview, and that it must be imposed on everyone, even if that requires violence to enforce it. And that, my friends, is the slippery slope of evangelism. Where do we draw the lines between legitimate dialogues about faith that respect the worth and dignity of people with different perspectives, and the compulsion to delegitimize anything that departs from our own belief systems. A few minutes earlier, I mentioned that much of the impulse behind Christians' perceived mandate for evangelism comes from the end of the Gospel of Matthew in a passage that's often referred to as the Great Commission. 
Here's the problem with that, though. Nowhere in that passage does Jesus instruct his followers to convert people to Christianity. In fact, historically speaking, Christianity didn't even exist yet at that time. Jesus and his first followers were all first century Palestinian Jews, and they were rooted in everything about that tradition and that context. Making disciples is not the same thing as converting people to Christianity. It wouldn't have been for Jesus and his followers, and it's not today. Making disciples is about adopting a way of being in the world that reflects the way of Jesus. I guess specifically talking about Christian discipleship. There can certainly be other types of discipleship. But Christian discipleship is about adopting a way of being in the world that reflects the way of Jesus, caring for the marginalized, standing against the social and political and religious structures that exploit and oppress other human beings. The good news, the euangelion, which is the Greek word that we translate to gospel, is that Jesus was attempting to awaken people to a more equitable way of being in the world. He was literally modeling a new world order that liberated people from those systems and structures that benefit the few at the expense of the many. That's the story that Christians have to share with the world, one of freedom from oppression rather than one of oppressing those who reject our particular brand of religion. So maybe we need to deconstruct evangelism so that we can replace the way we've been doing it with something healthier, something more inclusive, and something much more meaningful and beautiful than simply a means of recruiting people to sit in our pews and fill our offering plates. May it be so. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know it's a very short episode, uh, but I really appreciate you tuning in. I hope that, that this has provided you with some things to think about and maybe giving you some new perspectives to consider. As always, we welcome any comments or feedback you may have about this episode or any ideas or suggestions you may have for future episodes. Just search us out on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and leave us a message there or send us an email at accidentaltomatoes at gmail.com. I'd also greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoy these conversations that we're having here, please Give us five stars and tell other folks what it is that you like about our podcasts. And of course, my friends, until next time, keep on growing outside the fences. And join us again for another brand new episode of the Accidental Tomatoes Podcast.